0: Welcome to our first 5-Minute Friday on Letter. I'm your host, Christian Ashland, and this is the podcast where we chat a bit about our psycho-human brains, a little about our loony-human behavior, and a lot about how it all fits together. So let's start off as we always do by thanking you for taking the time to dive just a little deeper into how this whole human experience thing works. Thank you so much. If you know someone who you think might enjoy the show, please feel free to share, and don't forget that we have the monthly newsletter, access to the community Discord server, and some pretty sweet Patreon donation benefits over on my website, cashleman.com. If you want updates about the show, you can follow me on Instagram, at cashleman as well. That's at c-a-s-h-l-i-m-a-n. So for today's 5-Minute Friday, our first one, I wanted to take a look at a somewhat complicated topic or rather um, complex issue using the lens that we have started to obtain from speaking with and reading Richard Nisbet's book, Thinking. Um, Now, the common theme running throughout the entire book is this idea of reasoning errors, right? Reasoning is something that you're doing all the time. As a sentient being, you're always going to be working through a problem. Our minds love solving problems. We do it more moments of the day than we're not. You could very well associate this to basically decision-making, right? And so Richard's book posits, with plenty of scientific research to back it up, that being able to witness that reasoning process and to know that the reason behind your solution to a problem was what it was, that's where the errors occur we can solve a problem with a fantastic appropriate solution. But the reason behind how we got to that point, or what led us there is often, it's often uh, lost in the sauce, right? <laughs> um, I mean, I can write a poem that puts towards a specific experience in just like a brilliant way, but how I actually found those words in my mind, who knows, they're just there, right? Now that we've kind of laid the groundwork for that, for these reasoning errors. It's plain to see how easy it would be to assign incorrect reasonings to all kinds of behaviors, right? So interestingly enough, and maybe just by happenstance, while I was reading Richard's book, I was also listening to the audiobook version of George Orwell's The Road to Wigan Pier. Obviously not at the same time, that would be ridiculous, but I would listen to Road to Wigan Pier when I was driving or jogging or whatever else. And now, for those who don't know, Road to Wigan Pier is a creative nonfiction book by George Orwell, um, again, nonfiction, where he basically details his experience living with England's working poor. It's an extremely interesting look at how they worked, what drove them, the conditions that they were subject to, and he also provides a lot of detailed arguments and counterarguments to socialism, fascism, and communism. And that might all sound a little hairy, but the way he presents his ideas is really intriguing. It makes you think a bit about the psychology of the proletariat individual at the time and the sociology of the group as a whole, right? And so interestingly enough, the book is riddled with these these groups' reasonings, left, right, and center, which fits so perfectly into my reading of thinking, uh, Richard's book, at the same time. Most specifically, it was when Orwell explains how those fighting to disintegrate all socioeconomic class distinctions typically fail to associate the fact that almost everything about them has, to some degree or another, been derived from the system of class distinctions itself their morals values mannerisms beliefs motivations the substance of all of those things and so much more is pulled from your um shall we say position in society right again not not 100% of it is and you're not solely and completely the product of your environment you know there's genetics and personality traits and predispositions and and things like that but a substantial portion of what makes you you is written straight out of your you know hierarchical class distinction i mean your class status affects the food you eat the the quality of the sleep you get the amount of free time you have the hobbies that you involve yourself in the friends that you will make the morals and values that those friends have i mean everything Right. So someone in the working class, someone in Wigan Pier would spend 16 hours a day commuting to work, crawling into a deep mine that's only a couple feet tall, all breathing in coal dust, crawling back out of the mine, um, and commuting home again after work in order to obtain the meager wages that they were paid. Yeah. Those, those people probably didn't have all the free time in the world to sit around and write about their thoughts and write poems and make pretty little paintings and stuff like that. Right. Their lives were consumed by survival and dictated by their position in society, right? Sons, fathers, grandfathers, all in the same profession or position. Now, this isn't to say that one can't change their own circumstance. I think it's more to say that striving to destroy the very core structure that has given you a huge portion of who you are is a reasoning error in and of itself, the funny thing about this whole situation when viewed through this lens, is that it's it's really just a cycle, right? There isn't one right solution to the problem. And in neither book, um does George Orwell or Richard Nisbet put forward like a master key solution to the whole debacle, right? Nowhere is there is there a master key solution. I think it's it's one of those situations where simply by becoming aware of it and thinking about the fact that reasoning errors occur, and this is how deeply threaded that they can be, In doing that exercise alone, you begin to understand a little bit more about yourself and about others around you and how we work, right? A lot of times I think people like answers to questions. I know I do. We all want things to be pretty apparent. Uh, black or white, a choice can be, you know, good or bad, easy or hard, right? But the cruel reality of it is that we won't, it won't ever be that way. And if you can, if you get lucky enough to have a decision that's so obvious, Um, then count your blessings. But most things, as they are experienced and as they have been found out by science, seem to be much more focused on learning, growing, and most importantly, most importantly, understanding more about us, right? More about humans. That understanding and acceptance of uncertainty will always overpower the utility of an easy yes or no or black or white answer to, you know, life's bigger questions. So in the end, there's a lot to be gleaned from a telling like Orwell's The Road to Wigan Pier and from an analysis like Nisbet's Thinking, a memoir. But there starts to be a uh, uh, the whole is greater than the parts situation when you combine the two, using one to understand the other. To me, Nisbet's book is sort of seems to be a tool in the belt of deepening your understanding of our human interactions, both within ourselves and with each other. Guys, that is all the time we have for today's 5-Minute Friday, but if you have enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow Bed Letter on whatever platform you prefer. This was our first 5-Minute Friday, and if you like this idea, I could always use the feedback, so please let me know. If anything from today's episode sparked a thought, feel free to share that either in the community Discord, on my blog, or over on my Instagram, at C. Ashleman. Be sure to tune in next Tuesday for the release of the next part of Mine and Richard's Conversation. And thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Now, go have an awesome weekend, and I'll see you next time on Bed Letter.